Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Ticketos podcast. I'm Chris Archer-Brown, and I'm Chief Commercial Officer for Ticketo, and I'm really happy to welcome uh, Harry Fielder, who is the Managing Director of UMI Digital, who is uh, one of um, Ticketos' really valued partners. Harry, hello. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, just a quick introduction to UMI. We are a, a marketing and development agency that specialize in hospitality and travel. So. Um, lots of you know really cool overlaps with um, all the stuff that's going on at Ticketo. Thank you. Cool. So uh, we are talking today about ancillary revenue and specifically ancillary revenue in the context of um, hotels and uh, particularly in the context of independent hotels. So um, it's worth just kind of being really specific on what uh, we mean by ancillary revenue. So um, it's the it's any form of revenue that is um, something different from the company's core way of doing business. So um, it can be, in in my opinion, it should be logically aligned to what the core business is of the uh, customer, but it doesn't have to be the same. So uh, in the case of, um, let's be specific about the case of hotels, um, the uh, the room is the uh, primary function of the relationship between the hotel owner and the customer, and uh, there may be all sorts of additional things that uh, are a significant value add to the customer that relate to that customer's stay. Would you agree with that, Harry? Yeah, I think so. I think it gets a little bit uh, blurry when you, uh, particularly as you go up the luxury scale, because things like F and B and service and um, you know, weddings and all these sorts of things are, you know, they might not be your room, but they're also not the pro they're not the primary source of revenue. But calling them ancillary, it's it gets a little bit tricky. Um, certainly for things like hostels, where they make money through towels and bed sheets and padlocks and giving out flyers and you know all of that very firmly in the ancillary revenue category. I think the um, partnerships that hotels can form with um, local local venues, local experiences firmly fits in that ancillary uh, category. I suppose just at the higher you go up the luxury scale, uh, the more that hotel probably tries to claim it as, as part of their core offering um, mm -hmm. across, you know, F&B and service and, you know, concierge sorts of things. But, mm -hmm. um, but yes, no, I, I, I agree with that. We see some really interesting um, things as well, don't we? So there's a, a hotel that I went to uh, recently in Cornwall that has got a, has devoted some of its area um, in its reception to a, um, a an interior design store. So uh, mm -hmm. it looks like a high-end um, Scandinavian um, design store. And it's a really nice thing, I think, for the hotel to have added for the overall yeah. experience. Yeah, that's exactly that. That's, that's, um, that is really cool. And I think you, you see um, some wacky stuff. I, I recently followed a, a gaming uh, a gaming hotel that just just launched where they've actually put seriously high-end gaming PCs in in rooms um, I, it's not necessarily no ancillary revenue about it but you know they're just such diverse experiences that are now offered in hotels I've never heard of that that sounds really cool so specifically I guess uh, the partnership that UMI and Tikito have is related to events and experiences mm. and um, uh, very specifically those events and experiences that um, form a core part of the customers or the guests experience of their holiday that is something that is separate from the um, the hotel itself um, 
that's something that we felt was really important to um, to take to particularly the independent hotel um, industry. Would you like to talk about what it is um, that uh, that you offer your clients in that, Harry? Yeah, sure. So um, just to take a step back pre uh, pre our conversations, uh, you know, the goal of um, Umi Digital's you know work with with hotels is to drive uh, direct business. Really, is to drive revenue for hotels and where if we look at the alternative sources of revenue uh, of the primary room bookings like online travel agents um you know they're taking sort of their taking their commission uh but also offering a fantastic booking experience so it's very tricky for the hotel to compete because you know with in the likes of expedia you know they're bridging flights they're bridging uh rooms they've got insurance packages on top they've got you know they're, they're offering so many different verticals within um, the leisure or, or corporate booking psych booking funnel, um, but the independent hotel just offering rooms on their on their website is now, you know, they might be able to compete on rate and you know there's rate parity, so you can't necessarily undercut an online travel agent, but they just don't they can't really compete on uh, user experience or you know creating a really seamless booking journey. So, so the the thing that really excites me is by by being able to bring in all of the other components of the travel journey into that booking space that a that an independent hotel is offering, they are therefore able to not just compete on rate and value, but they're able to compete on a really good user experience as well and a customer you know, offer, offering that prospective guest the ability to actually build a whole experience because they're stuck in a currently with current systems they're stuck in a in a, almost a kind of commoditized here is your room go figure out the rest of your experience. Whereas actually we're in an experience economy where someone's, the, the booking journey spans all of it now. Um, and uh, and that is where your your, your Googles, your Expedia's, your booking.com, they're, they're aggregating all of the different verticals. Um, and so the, yeah, uh, this this partnership and the, the integrations that we've, um, you know, started exploring and deploying with, with Dikito have been, start to bridge that gap and start to close close the uh sort of the, the chasm that the um the independence hotels have, have seen because they can't really compete so, so specifically um what that means is that i could go on to uh one of your clients um websites and be able to uh pre-select tickets i guess um for the stay that i'm planning to to go there for so if i book three nights uh, a month ahead uh, for a hotel in london I could go to their to that hotel's website and select the um, West End shows that I wanted to go to, the experiences I wanted to enjoy, and those kinds of things. Exactly, and there's I think there's a two two different avenues uh, that you can look at this. Some people are not quite ready to purchase all of that in one go at this stage. Um, you know, tacking it on to an actual reservation might be a, a step too far. Perhaps they might want to just book get the get the flight and get the hotel and, and have a mull over the over what they want to do, in which case all of this functionality we're talking about can be very um, you know, cleverly integrated into an upsell, a pre-stay and uh, pre-sale and upsell um, funnel. But for others, they will want to build that whole journey in one go, um, which, you know, and, and I think the, the key is going to be offering offering both because people just like to book in different ways. And it's about you know, there's there's no one one place that everyone likes to book. You know, we're, we're on a website when we're designing it, 
there's call to actions throughout the site because some people will click on the on the menu in the header some people will click on a call to action farther further down the page some people want to inquire first some people want to call you know everyone has their own preferences so by offering these ancillary revenue opportunities at different stages in the buyer cycle is going to be really important so the difference between this and the current opportunity to buy tickets, say, from the hotel concierge or reception desk while you're mm. there is that you can do it more easily uh, online. Is that the key proposition? I think a couple of reasons. One, um, when you're in the when you're in the excitement of booking and planning, that's ultimately when you're going to make those you make a lot of those decisions there i think a, not that many people will book uh, a hotel actually get to the hotel and only then work out that they want a ticket somewhere um mm. so, so those uh, there's there's probably a reason why those all those brochures that sit in the hotel lobby are so dusty because most you know the vast majority of the time people will have a rough plan before they even get there so the ability for concierges to actually upsell stuff is it, it's tricky because there's so much inspirational content and aspirational stuff going on in, in social media in in wider marketing that people have a very clear idea of what they want to do at a time um and so what we're doing is in that aspirational and when people are looking for inspiration they're excited about the booking we're offering an, a conversion point earlier on in the journey um and for the you know and for the for the concierge or for the people that offer that great service in the hotel, it adds the ability for them to offer that service and personalized recommendations and all that sort of fantastic stuff that they do before they even get to the hotel. Okay. Um, so it extends the hotel's ability to provide value and service. Yeah. I think the other um, part of it that, um, that really feels good to me in terms of that experience economy that you talked about just now, is um, it also really gives the hotel the opportunity to um, work with you and us to curate the list of options. Um, so, meaning that uh, you know, if you if you if you are um, uh, if your property is based in the centre of London, then what are the most attractive options around central London? You don't want your customers to be trawling through searches of events that are in Edinburgh, however exciting those might be, they're not gonna be relevant to the customer mm. at, at that key point. Exactly, and I think that's where the benefit of integrating it into the hotel's user, UX and UI is, is far superior to the other options in, in the market, because there are you know referral ticket hubs and there are you can pass people over to a separate third party domain which is this bold big big shot um but it's not curated and it's also not it's you're suddenly seeing this brand new brand that has nothing to do with the hotel you don't really know why you're there but you've just been part passed off whether that's from a, a an outbound link from the site or sort of just a link in, a, in an email um and they have very limited curation capabilities as well so by adding the ability to curate and hand pick our guests really you really enjoy experiencing xyz when they stay and someone like you you know factoring in the uh, the data that they might have put in in the property management system when they make their booking you know we can actually take tailor that tailor those recommendations so it's 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 not a hey go and buy something from this large library it's based on the booking data that you've given us and also, you know, perhaps that's a post-booking um, as part of that upsell, or even or even pre-booking, 
uh, you can do an element of, of personalization, but also say, you know, guests like you often enjoy XYZ. Yeah. Yeah. And you're either in, in your luxury space, there's going to be a selection of experience and products that, that suit. If you're a hostel, it's different. They'll just be different experiences. Yeah. And and one of the key differences, of course, um, uh, in that digital world um, that's so different from the, um, uh, the 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 cabinet of leaflets that you referred to just now is of mm. course the uh, the system can learn from what other people's preferences have been. So um, so not tracking an individual, not doing anything personalized without permission or even even asking for permission to do anything like that, but simply mm -hmm. following through. Um, Customs, as you just said, customers who uh, who like this hotel tend to want to go to these types of uh, events, and then refining the customization, refining the curation rules in order mm -hmm. to be able to give the customers what they want um, based on on those hotel choices. It, yeah, it, it makes an awful lot of sense. Yeah. And as soon as that booking has been made, um, you know, a lot of that information is is put into what's called the property management system, which is the sort of software heart of any any hotel, really. That is more often than not integrated. The, the property management system will usually be, you know, sending out pre-stay, post-stay. And all of that can be, you know, can be influenced by the data that sat in there. Sometimes you integrate it with a third-party CRM system like Revenate or something like that, which, you know, will automatically create segments and, and various things. Um, but there's a huge amount of potential. Pre-stay emails go out regardless, so we might might as well make them make them interesting and offer value. Exactly, exactly, and th those are the ones that are um, the uh, the most um, valued by the customer, but also the ones that are most valued by the sender as well. Because the more engaging they are, the more relevant they are, the higher the conversion rate on the things that you would like the customer to be able to do. Exactly, you know, you book you book a book a flight through EasyJet at the moment. You know, the number of added insurance, car hire, everything that's that's provided to you, you know, it is all very relevant stuff uh, before you even before you even fly. So it's there's a really small point as well. Um, I'd just like to pick up on um, something that you, you mentioned earlier is that kind of alignment between um, the source of the ancillary revenue or the offer that you're going to make and the core proposition and um, this whole notion of um, the um, two things really, the first being um, that the guests are rarely gonna have no idea what they want to do. If you book a, a long weekend stay in London, for example, um, you're there because there are some things that you want to see, some things that you want to experience or do um, that have driven the, the choice. So is it really an event led um, choice rather than a location-led choice. Um, and the second um, point is um, that of trust, isn't it? You know, the customer has already trusted the hotel with um, uh, being the custodian of their stay, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So um, so for them to um, be able to extend that trust only a little way to say, actually, yes, if, you, if, you, if I buy my tickets for... Um, I don't know, visiting St. Paul's or going to uh, to a West End um, show, then uh, I'm going to feel more as though I can trust you to be able to do a good mm -hmm. job in helping me with that process. Yeah, absolutely. It's the hotels are are, the, uh, are an enabler of a of a stay in the yeah. most part. You have you you've got your Glen Eagles and various places like like that, which are the destination in themselves. You go up there, you experience all that Glen Eagles has to offer. But certainly for city 
for city hotels perhaps um the the, the point of the stay is not the hotel in itself the hotel yeah. is the enabler um and so by giving the hotel more tools to do more enabling uh that that only suit you know only only improves things Awesome. Okay. So anyone who's uh, still listening to this at this point after a few minutes in is obviously going to be uh, relatively interested in the topic and must be uh, pretty sure that you guys can help them to uh, um, achieve what it is we've been talking about. So do you want to take a few seconds to just specifically talk about what it is that UMI have created um, and how it works for, uh, for an independent hotel? Sure. So, um, as a kind of what started out as a, an initial exploratory um, exploratory development project, uh, just to start getting to know the uh, the Ticketo API and explore things, we we managed to well we've we've created a WordPress plugin um, that is able to draw uh, curate a curated set of of experiences and and tickets and and whatever's on the in the in the Ticketo platform. Um, bring that into a native experience on the, the host website. So it is all styled exactly as, um, as the hotel's existing theme uh, looks. So you know, it doesn't feel like you're being carted off to some third party. It provides uh, the, the user the ability to then uh, browse those, add them to a cart, and actually go through the full checkout process without ever leaving the site. Um, it therefore feels very authentic and organic because the hotel themselves is offering that e-commerce opportunity, e-commerce offering, um, and you know it's it's an opportunity for the for the hotel to to actually make some ancillary revenue. When we look at flights, um, you know there's very little money made in 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 reselling flights these days. There's very little money made in reselling a lot of things, but experiences and tours and tickets and various things is is still a frontier that is is well well worth exploring there's still a lot of um a lot of margin uh to, to you know to be had and, and that's where i think the, the whole industry hasn't really had the tools to to make the best of that and sure. so the, the the tool that we've created at the moment it's a wordpress plugin we know that well you know over 30 30 to 40 percent of the known internet uses wordpress it's a very commonly used platform so we, we kind of started um using a technology that could be very easily adopted by by a large proportion of people. There's nothing stopping it, you know, expanding into into other technologies. Um, certainly, we use WordPress a lot in in our, in our agency, so it's very easy to integrate. Um, and there are a couple of different ways to to integrate it. Really, there's the um, plug and play. Effectively, you kind of put it able to put in your uh, Ticketo API key, uh, hand select a, a few cities and categories of various things, and off you go. Um, the other solution, you know, we, we are a bespoke development agency primarily, uh, and so there is see that familiarity with the with the Ticketo platform to to actually create both that uh, a more custom custom experience, and that might be more catered for if you are wanting to sort of integrate it more into the checkout flow of a room, for example. You know, that might need a little bit more of a custom integration, and we're exploring those opportunities at the moment. But certainly, as a to test the water as your as your MVP, as uh, if you will, you could certainly get this installed on your site very very quickly uh, and start exploring that that ancillary revenue streams. And is it something that uh, if the hotel chose them to do themselves without coming to you, is this something that they could feasibly download and um, deal with themselves, or would you prefer them to uh, pick up the phone to you guys and uh, and have a conversation? 
Um, I think at this stage, it's um, it's a bit more of a, a conversation-based thing, just because you know it, it perhaps a little bit more of a an explainer, and this is how you install it and various things. But um, you know, there's a, an amazing ecosystem of WordPress plugins out there, all living in the big WordPress uh, directories. So there's nothing stopping it being published. Um, we're not quite at that stage yet, but there's, we'd love to. We'd love to get to that point soon. Um, in which case, it would be very much more, uh, you know, download, plug and play. Excellent. Okay. I would say that a lot of uh, hotel marketing teams sometimes are a little bit nervous about managing their own plugins. Um, so it, it would usually be someone that is managing that website, perhaps as a developer, or at least, you know, fairly, fairly au fait with it all. But okay. yeah. Okay. All right, thank you very much. Um, I, with uh, Alongside this, we will uh, make sure that um, anyone listening who's interested in picking up that conversation with you um, knows where to find you. And uh, we really wish you uh, all the very best with, um, with this initiative. Thank you. Thank you, no, good, to, good to chat. All right, thanks, Harry, bye. bye.